Hello, and welcome to Core Squared Medicine, critical connectivity in organizing and optimizing rural relationships in education and elevation of medicine. My name is Jeremy Tabernero, and I will be your host on this journey through the many facets of the healthcare industry as it relates to our local community, the innovations sparked by its members, and the evolution of medicine itself. Let's get to it. I'm joined today by Dr. Cyril Torado, a graduate of the All True Family Medicine Residency Program of Grand Forks, North Dakota, and one of Kaiser Permanente Hospital System's soon-to-be FM docs in the greater Sacramento area. He speaks about the amazing growing experiences he had there and one of his amazing passion projects. Cyril? Hey, thank you, uh, Jeremy, for having me uh, on the podcast. And I really, it's a big honor to be here being your first guest so hey, let's go what's up? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> yeah. um so welcome uh cyril give me a one-liner about yourself uh so my name is cyril torado i just as you mentioned a recent graduate of ultra family medicine and was formerly educated at uh, the university of the east ramon Sai memorial medical center in Quezon hey. city philippines and um, yeah, and here I am. I was actually classmates with Cyril when we went, when we went to med school together. Um, we graduated the same batch, and I'm very grateful to have been able to interview him today. So, Cyril, um, tell me about your experiences here in Grand Forks. Well, I mean, the experience of being in any residency, of course, there's a big unknown of what to expect. And so much of what you do in, in medicine is not necessarily the stuff that you study in med school. So a lot of, of it was moving to this area and having to deal with being kind of a fish out of water because I don't have any ties to the area previously and trying to kind of navigate that with navigating for uh, or how to navigate through residency. So. A lot of it was trying to get used to things and being open-minded with um, with all the experiences that you are going to uh, experience, I suppose, in residency. Would you say that um, this residency has definitely given you the support you needed to grow as a resident? I feel like it has. I mean, I think that's one of the strongest selling points of the uh, residency program here in Altru because um the faculty are just very accessible like given there is a you know there's an obvious barrier of professionalism where they are my attending and i am the resident and whatnot but you know overall it's it's just great to work with people that you feel comfortable with that you can ask questions toward and there's no um you know there's no shame in that and that they're there that everyone's here to make sure that you learn and that they want you to succeed is there anyone in particular that you felt like you got a lot of support from that person, the favorite of the faves among the faculty? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, t- it's tough to just pick one because they are all in their own way, very helpful. But I mean, if I had to pick one, I'd say I'm closest with Dr. Derek Listy. Um, I think, hey. I know, <laughs> hey. So, I mean, the biggest reason for that is because, I mean, he has been in practice for some time. So I would say probably about seven years now. And then 
he's also still relatively young so we can still relate on um on things like popular current events uh, like sports that kind of thing and then also he is very um very knowledgeable when it comes to like with his practice and so bouncing ideas off of him if things are if things are reasonable to do and that kind of thing it, it's just very helpful and he's very approachable so that's why he was always my go-to during residency and now that now he's my friend now that i'm attending nice nice know, right right shout out to dr listy um i just gotta say you do look like you're quite happy it seems that you've adapted quite well from your transition from the Philippines to the United States to a very, like, to be honest, quite rural area compared right. to what we're used to when we when we work together in the Philippines. It was very, very urban. Yeah. I see that there's a spark of joy in your eyes when you talk about the residency program. Would you say that you were very happy here? Yeah, I'd say uh, my whole experience here was happy. I mean, that's not to say that I didn't have my own ups and downs and dealing with you know the the pressures and everything that comes with being in a residency either the pressures of being a doctor or the pressures that you set your set for yourself to you know succeed in this i mean overall it has just been a great experience i've been happy with it full disclosure i rank this place number one and i would certainly do it again you know if it was it, it it's all about the camaraderie that we have with the other residents and with our attendings and the faculty that yeah that really made it what such a great program to train under now that you are graduating and i feel like you're graduating having had all of that support you're graduating having that kind of net when you made your mistakes and that they caught you and they supported you to give you a kind of i don't know support to elevate your knowledge to give you good habits um is there anything that you had practiced or any program that you had in the pro in the Grand Falls All True Family Medicine program that you would say impacted your life? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, that, I mean, there's so many things, that, and we'll get we'll get to it. But like the biggest thing for me, and the biggest thing I've been an advocate for, especially here at All True, was the Halverson home visit. Halverson home visit. Halverson home visit. Okay. You said it correctly. You got it. Okay. You got it. Yeah. I could have butchered it. You could have, but you did it. You hit the dismount. Proud of myself. Proud of myself. No, no hops on the landing. <laughs> it's great. Um, so what about this program? Halverson home visit. So right? yeah. So it's a it's a home visit program essentially where we um, the main part about it is just taking care of the patients in the home, and we see it as a um, as a great way to kind of get through the barriers that patients have to get to care to get care and it's also something that i kind of see as being the kind of the way medicine is delivered in the future so we'll see how it goes but that's essentially it you, we take care of patients in their own home so this halverson home visit how did you guys get this started so there's another um there's another faculty member his name is uh william mann well i suppose he just he just retired from practice, so I guess a former faculty member. But I heard about this visionary a lot. A lot. Uh, he's yeah, yeah full of, full of knowledge. Very very nice guy. So basically, he had. So there's a previous program director, and his name is Larry Halverson, the namesake of this this program. And so what happened with him is he went to the uh, 
he went to the hospital once and then was discharged. And then, you know, his discharge materials were not very, like the AVS, the after visit summaries and the discharge paperwork, wasn't very clear as to what he should be taking or um, what medicine he's um, supposed to like discontinue, that kind of thing. This guy's a smart guy, been in practice for, you know, decades. He's program director for this, um, for this residency. And then his wife is a registered nurse. So these are two very smart people, especially when it comes to medicine and they could not figure out what was the plan. So they called Dr. Mann over and, you know, they kind of came to the conclusion of like, well, I mean, if a, if two doctors and one nurse don't know what's going on, what shot does your, you know, regular patient who has, who has no idea what medicines or what, or, or anything like that, how are they supposed to fare if they're just given this kind of information? Not well. Not well. It did, <laughs> Not and, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> right. And, and if you think about it, like that's kind of the reason why readmissions occur, because you think that they have mm. all the tools they have to succeed. But in reality, is there any advice you would be able to give to any young intern currently, let's say, even having difficulty going into their residency program this year? Um, any advice for them? I think the biggest thing that I would just kind of preach to interns coming in is that your the feelings that you're feeling aren't new. You know, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling um, like you're, you know, you feel like you're the dumbest person in the world at some point, these feelings are not new. We all kind of go through them. And the other thing that I would like to let you know is that we also like we all make mistakes. And that's why you go to a residency to train is to make these mistakes but under the supervision of, of people so that these don't become like real, real, like consequential mistakes. And so when these happen, you have to use them as a mem in your memory and kind of commit it to your memory to say like, okay, this happened. So now I will never do it again. And that, and that's the t thing that you have to take with you because residency is all about training and like learning from your mistakes. And so don't let, don't get bogged down on the little things, use it to learn and, grow as a physician they don't so that's kind of that's kind of what we're trying to address with these home visits so from what i'm understanding is this really learned guy and his probably very learned person if every, everyone does not know yet um but i'm also a nurse and let me tell you i i would seem that we would know most of this but uh if those two folks we're not able to understand what you're giving out to regular people, the chances are quite low that they would understand it. Right. Correct. Yeah. So what you're trying to do is bridge that understanding by going to their home. Yeah. So it serves like so many different purposes. And um, so I actually wrote a poster about this and it was at the wow. AFP national conference, but the issue was that this was, it was canceled during COVID. So I wasn't actually able to like present it properly, but I can kind of run down all the benefits Please. of this program. Please. So from the, there's several different perspectives. So from the patient perspective, because that's what we focus on and it's the biggest thing that we should focus on, you are getting access to, to a physician and a nurse and sometimes a social worker, you're getting access to them. And there's a lot of people out there who don't have access to care, whether it be because of financial reasons, because they can't get transportation, because people can't like, um, because no one can watch their children because 
whatever. There's, they don't know where to go, that kind of thing. So they, they are able to receive care in their homes and we are able to see them and get more insight about how they live their lives and um, what is the kind of the driving force in their life. So as I say that, it's more like you're getting a more holistic kind of point of view of your patients as a doctor than you would just in a clinic visit. So what you're saying is um, the we you're talking about are medical residents. Am I getting that right? Yeah, the medical residents are usually the ones that do the program. And and then sometimes the faculty will come along. But usually huh. it's, you're, you're by yourself. You're, uh, you know, it's you, a, a nurse, but you're usually the only doctor there oh to make so, decisions. Yeah. So a medical doctor is coming to their home? Medical doctor is coming wow. to their this home. How, so how much would that cost them? How much would the visit of this resident or faculty member cost a single person? So you ready for this? You ready, you ready to have your mind blown? It's actually a free program that we offer here. <laughs> a free program. Free program, promise. And so there, the how? reason- What is- so, so the reason, the reasons for all this is because for one, I mean, it's very educate. It's very beneficial to the resident themselves because you gain empathy for your patients because you see how they live. You see the kind of life circumstances they get. And so instead, instead of seeing somebody with, you know, with diabetes, you're meeting an actual person who has the diagnosis of diabetes. It's not just I'm treating these blood sugars. And so that helps. Plus, a lot of patients that you see or don't see in the clinic because they already have an established doctor, they all have, they have these chronic diseases and you may not get enough exposure to these chronic diseases. So how are you going to learn to, to treat them? And that's, you know, that's by doing this because you'll be, you can do, um, like, again, like diabetes, you can be checking INRs for anticoagulation for like if someone's on warfarin, that kind of thing. You can adjust medications here and there, and it gives you the opportunity to do that. And then on the other side of it, on the health system side, you know, we are preventing people from going to the hospital. So let me give you some numbers here. So the main um the main population of the Halverson home visit was very like high complex patients that would frequently be admitted to the hospital so because that's the case their high risk um their readmission risk score was like around 29 percent that they were at a risk for being readmitted now to kind of give you perspective most most hospitals aim for like you know 9 10 11 percent readmission rate and so and these folks had 29 and these folks had 29 so wow. you're you're dealing with a very you know very sick population that needs care and so we only had this program going for about a year and a half when this data was collected and so with it we found that after in, uh, after instituting this Halverson home visit program that readmit their actual readmission rate was 19 percent wow Right. That's 10% lower than, wow. Than what was expected. And so you're looking at, instead of one in three getting admitted, you're looking at about 20%, so one in five. That is amazing. And give, and you know, with, with the cost of readmissions on the health system, that's, that's $14,000 per, around $14,000 per readmission for, for a patient that comes back within two weeks to the hospital. 
And a lot of these things that you'll find on the home visit is a lot is, you know, it's all about patient education and knowing what circumstances they live in. Gotcha. Gotcha. So for those people who didn't, um, who, who don't know, um, when patients get discharged from the hospital and they are readmitted within 14 days, there are specifics, obviously there are specifics to each case and everything will be reviewed, but very often, such as in cases with chronic heart failure, if you are discharged from the hospital, uh, and before the 14 days comes and you get readmitted, the cost of that second admission usually is eaten up by the hospital. And that's very detrimental. Honestly, I think it is one of the large costs that hospitals take on nowadays. And if this program, the Halverson Home Visits program, helps decrease that amount by decreasing that readmission score and just helping the patients in their homes, that's quite beneficial to the program, to the community at large. Absolutely, and it helps to benefit benefit them because you know a lot of people know um they they don't know what they um what medications they're on or what what to take and that kind of thing so there's a lot of a lot um a lot of patient education that comes in with it and you know they'll if you typically look at how um some people are discharged from the hospital they'll just give you a large pack of medicine and just and just say figure it out and it seems kind of you know kind of rushed and everything in the process Sounds like a surefire way to get a readmission. And that's, we've proved time and time again, they sure do. And so it's kind of, so it's like that. And what we want to do is try to just educate the patient. And then you get, again, you get a better idea of how they're living and what kind of services um, they can benefit from. And then also you get to see, you know, are they safe at home? Is there, is there more care required? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. And that's why we bring a social worker along to kind of, uh, facilitate social programs that they might not know existed. So, yeah. I mean, why would they know? How would they know? How would they know? Right. I mean, specifically, it's very common for a lot of people not to know the health programs already active in their area. Right. And I think um, from what I'm getting from you is that you're picking up a lot of nuanced information by going to the patient's home, by seeing what that kind of life is being lived by that patient. Right you're gathering the information necessary to truly help this patient. And as being a physician, you do have the resources to help this patient. And I'm so glad that residents are able to experience this. Definitely, I agree. If you had um, a resident right before you right now, mm-hmm. and let's say she was about to go into a Halverson home visit, is there anything that you would give her advice? Well, Any advice you would give her? Yeah, d- d- no, you're fine. It's so, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So the uh, the thing that I would tell them to do is, well, for one, you you want to know your patient. You want to know why you're going there. What's the whole point of this visit? Like, are you are we checking labs? Are we making sure they take their medication correctly? Is there something that you're trying to set up for them, like follow-up visits, that kind of thing? So know why you're going there. And then also, you know, keep an open mind. You know, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of people live very differently from from you and that's not you jeremy that's just like you the general you from how you live and so these people have different houses or places where they live at and they they can have certain things that could be unkept they could be very clean it kind of depends you get kind of everything under the sun so as long as you try to maintain your you know respectful nature and everything i think it'll be very beneficial for you and just remember at the end of the day 
you are there to deliver care and that is the biggest thing of all is that you're there to help these people so for sure for sure well so anyone getting ready for halverson home visit take that advice as we are wrapping up i do want to ask you in the course of the three years that you were in all true what is i think the important thing that i learned is that you know you have to maintain your humility in that you have to be able to ask for help when you need it and i think that's the biggest thing that we kind of preach here is that there's always help available you know even if you're overnight in in the call shift for the inpatient side or the obstetric side there's always someone to call if you need if you need help and you know when joining your future practice wherever that may be you want to be able to be in a practice where you know asking questions to your colleagues is allowed and and you know it's not frowned upon or people won't look at you strange for asking because of course you're going to run into these situations that are not so like cut and dry it it's um you're going to get into a lot of gray areas of like well what's the best way to work this up what's the best way to handle this situation and the best way to do that is to kind of to be able to ask people like hey what would you do because then you're getting outside perspectives from the situation and you know they may be able to uh put you on a different path than you might have seen before or thought of before so that i would say just keep uh keep a keep the humility to be able to ask for help and certainly seek out a program where asking for help isn't kind of frowned upon so i know those exist so <laughs> I I haven't said it already. Congratulations on your recent graduation. What's the future look like? So the future is I mean so I'm heading out west, I'm moving moving back to Northern California. Um I'm going to be doing like a outpatient practice for now and then um and then with some time I'll be volunteering for a uh, free clinic that we run. This one is specifically for Filipinos, but they have different uh different free clinics mm-hmm. um and so it that's something i definitely look forward to cuz i really like to give back to my community and that kind of thing and then also you know as time goes on i i hope to find myself as faculty at a residency program i see that yeah and i i mean because it's it's important for me like i i i really like teaching and i really like enjoy like helping others try to get to where they want to go and to succeed and i just feel like i have the um i have the patience to be in a faculty pro or faculty at a residency program and so that would be the best thing for me and yeah so that's my future plans yeah for the time that i have known you child it does fit you I teaching that. teaching does make a good look you know yeah yeah it's a good look yeah no i i appreciate it and it's something that i really want to i really want to do in my future in my career as things go as time goes on and then the other thing i would just also recommend is you know you people out there who are you know applying to uh family medicine and that they're not sure where they want to go i would say you know of course it always sounds good to go to a large pro, a large program or like a large health system where everything's available but i would also you know kind of suggest to you to look into rural programs as well mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily the rural track if that's not your thing but you know programs in smaller communities such as all true here in grand forks um and the reason for that is cuz you'll be able to um to adapt to different places of practice 
depending on where you want to go when you're done. Like the biggest thing for me is that I, I, sometimes I moonlight in a rural ER and mm -hmm. I, and mm -hmm. my program certainly prepared me for doing that. And then, you know, now, now when I'm done with that, I can go to, um, you know, an urban setting mm -hmm. and to a bigger health system where things are available. So you get, you get the best of both worlds where you'll learn to practice medicine when a lot of resources aren't available. And then, so there'll be, a, there, there'll be places where resources aren't available. And then there'll be other places where, or you'll move to an urban setting where all these resources are available. And now you kind of know how to practice with them, mm -hmm. you know? So, I think from what I'm getting is that all true family medicine residency prepared you not only to be able to function in a rural setting where you have, you need the independence um, to make those decisions with very little resources and able to help that patient go to where that patient needs to go. Exactly. And now that you're going into an urban setting, Sacramento, it, like when you go from rural to urban, now that you have all of that backup, you are also, I would say, in a very cush position. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would agree. I mean, because a lot of these things, like, again, it's it's all about um, the resources you have. Like, mm -hmm. are you able to bounce ideas off of people? Are you mm -hmm. able to, um, are these services that the person needs, if they need like a specialist or something, are mm -hmm. they readily available and in close proximity? Mm -hmm. And of course, obviously, when you're in a bigger care center, of course they are, but you know, when you're, about two hours away from a, you know, from a pediatric ICU when you're two hours away from, you know, a, 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 like a, an ICU that's not full for some reason, you know, it's, um, it, it, it kind of changes the way you approach patient care because, yeah. and also given the region that we live in, you know, is, is there a blizzard outside? Can you send, can you send <laughs> oh them God. via, can you, can you send them via ground transport? <laughs> is air transport, you know, is that even feasible at this point? That kind of thing. So it's, uh, it, you have to take in account a lot of things and you have to adapt to your situation. And I feel like being in a rural setting, you'll be easily able to adapt if you ever, you go to an urban environment. Got it. Got it. Um, so I'm so glad to have had you on my podcast. Um, I wish you all the best. I hope that in the future we are able to do this again and I can check back in on how that family medicine from rural to urban is oh, going to go. 100%. You just let me know. Thank you for having me. For sure. Show, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And um, this is Dr. Tevernero and Dr. Torado signing off. This episode of Core Squared Medicine is for education and entertainment only. Ideas expressed in this podcast are only the opinions of the participants. This podcast does not represent the views of Altru Family Medicine Residency or Altru Health Systems. Do not use this podcast for medical advice. Instead, see your PCP. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was my pleasure speaking to you all and with Dr. Torado. Do not forget to subscribe and I hope you join us again on Core Squared Medicine.